smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the Unprecedented Podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. It's November 25th. John Aravosis here with Cliff Schechter. Hello there, John. Hey, uh, so it's kind of a, a unique day today on the podcast in that Cliff and I have been talking and we don't have that much terror and horror and fear to hear with you today. I think we were appropriately, cautiously optimistic. And it turns out uh, with some pessimism mixed in there about what trouble Trump could cause. Um, it seems to have turned out that, uh, that, that, that at least so far, knock on here. Here, listen to this. Yeah, democracy has has endured, and we'll discuss. You know, yeah, we got a bunch of things coming up. There's the, yep. obviously Trump's made numerous attempts with legislators in in yep. uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, now yep. Pennsylvania. Today, uh, we got uh, the Fox stuff News stuff. a couple of Fox yep. News stories. One around the the settlement over the horrendous uh, uh, Seth Rich. What should I say? What they did with Seth Rich, just yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and a bunch of states uh, have certified in the last yeah. 24 hours. Um, oh, and the, and the cabinet picks. Let's try to remember to bring those up, too. That's true. I don't know that we've um, talked about those on here yet. No. And now a word from our sponsor. This is the Black Friday special for the holiday season. Exclamation point. I was like, wow, John, exclamation point. Just for our listeners, Cliff, the clean phone, the top brand in UV sanitizing, is now offering their top-rated, top-selling, best-reviewed wand product. The wand is back at 50% off and free two-day shipping. The clean phone wand is a handheld UV sanitizer that helps you eliminate 99%, 99.9% of bacteria Ooh. and kill viruses in seconds on virtually any surface. I wonder if it would work on my dog. Uh, it uses the same proven... Don't don't try that at home. Don't your dog with please, John. I know. Don't try that at home. It uses the same proven sanitizing technology employed by hospitals. Use it on packages, groceries, keyboards, tablets, money. Take it with you everywhere at 50% off and a free two-day shipping for a limited time. It's a perfect gift for anyone who needs it. It's super portable, portable, potable. I hope it's not that. Oh, actually, probably good in the toilet too. It's super portable and with actually potable's water, though. I'm thinking potty. Boy, mixing up all the words. Um, and with days of battery life, you can take it anywhere and make sure your environment's clean and safe. COVID cases are on the rise. Get the clean phone wand at 50% off now, and they'll take 60% off a second wand. A great gift for the family and friends for the holidays. Go to the newdealshop.com. That's the newdealshop.com. This is an early Black Friday special, so don't miss it. Go to the newdealshopbog.com. And now back to our show. So, so let's and- let's jump. What should we jump in with first? Well, you know, let's do the cabinet because that's positive, and I think it's just been happening. I don't have much sure. to add to it because I think we're both probably pretty happy. Um, um, very much so, right? You know, I mean, uh, Blinken as Secretary of State, you yep. know, longtime foreign policy hand experience. Um, what would I say? You know, great temperament from everything we can tell. Yep. Um, you know, has an incredible story about family escaping the Holocaust, which isn't necessary to the whole thing, but still, yep. uh, you know, I mean, again, like, you know, we can go through each of them. Um, yep. But to I me, the, I think just the, I to me, the key is, is, is it's very yeah. simple. Yeah. It is literally the, as we knew it would be, the polar opposite of Donald yeah. Trump's administration. Yeah. You know, it's not like on a stage you're like, oh, look, it's Rick Grinnell and Seb Gorka and a bunch yeah. of other like people that are mentally deranged and need Bannon. help. I mean, right. It's, oh, how about that people, idiot, that idiot Navarro who's still there? Right. Oh, my it's, God. It's people I mean, that 
inspire confidence in the United States yeah. foreign policy establishment. It's people that inspire confidence in foreign capitals because yeah. of their, especially NATO capitals, because of their dealings with these folks in the past. It's everything you want yeah. in government. They're they're actually kind of boring, which I you love. Know, you know what it is, too, Flip? They're not assholes. Correct. Think they're actually, how many they're not there people. as Twitter trolls. They're there to do their job. Yeah, but think of how many people Trump hired, certainly the White House staff. But I mean, think of how many people defending him on TV, okay? And they're just kind of assholes, right? Sidney Powell, that crazy lawyer who got fired, but now Trump's defending her, right? Giuliani, Kaylee McEnany, the White House press secretary, total asshole, right? Jenna Ellis, oh my God, right. that lawyer with the campaign, who's well, just- the, Also, with the exception I mean, of Giuliani, who, who over the years- Sometimes somebody ought to do a study on what happened and how he lost his mind. Yeah, he always had issues. Actually, Even yeah. when he was mayor of New York, he still was a racist. He still had, and and people forget that pre nine eleven, his numbers had tanked, and he would have was going to go out of office. Somewhat disgrace for some of the stuff going on with cops uh, killing innocent African Americans. Hmm. Sadly, still familiar to us these days. But what I would say is, he had at least some positive moments. He tried to right. govern. He was a moderate in a city where he needed to be. Every, that's the only one. Everybody else you just mentioned, the key thing here is they're not serious people. No. They're not people with pedigrees. Right. And I don't mean, just mean like, you know, really impressive schooling. I'm talking about they don't like even, experience they don't, look at their and knowledge. They have no background right. in experience the experience knowledge in yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. And they're not known as people who literally yeah. pick fights with people on Twitter. Yeah. Like, again, Seb Gorka, Rick Grinnell, these these were, are, yeah. are just I – mean, these, these, are, these are basket cases. They're people that need to be the people that should be locked up somewhere without sharp objects. They're not people that. So, I mean, you know, it's 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 a confederacy of dunces, although I shouldn't say that because I haven't read the book, (laughs) but I love the title. I've got to read that book at some point. Um, But no, he he clearly hires the worst people. He's a horrible manager. Um, He can't fire people. I mean, it's kind of funny, you know, everything he really is. And. It's anyway, just the contrast. It's funny because, you know, the only asshole so far would have been uh, there was talk about Rahm Emanuel maybe being hired for, I don't know if it was transportation or which, was, which is always the, that. Well, which is always the Chicago job, transportation. Um, and, you know, people were getting upset yeah, about you know, that. But, dude, as my wife and I said the other night, we were laughing about it. We we're like, hmm. there were three gr- groups of people who clearly leaked the Rahm Emanuel thing or, or you know, hmm. For reason, you know, among them, right, who would have given a shit about that and thought that that might be a a realistic option. And those three groups were the far right, who did it because they still hate him from when he was in the Clinton administration and House leadership and and to cause chaos, to um, the people who go around referring themselves as leftists, but are not legitimate leftists, Bree Joy and Glenn Greenwald and people that, that have so far yeah. passed the line of being clearly those trying to undermine any progressive change by just spending all of their time attacking Democrats. Right. That's the second group. Uh, and the third group is Rahm Emanuel, who leaks it to keep himself in the news and be important, which he always did in DC. <laughs> like like Trump. that's the one we laughed at. <laughs> right. But, I mean, no, but also, how much no, damage can he how much damage no, can he do at DOT anyway, really? I mean, yeah. It doesn't matter though, John. Yeah. Like he covered up an African American. It seems like this is our theme today. He covered up a, a case of an African American being shot by the police. Covered it up. There was no world in which Biden was going to put him in his cabinet. None. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Never going to happen. I don't believe that for a fucking second. Yep. It was oh, all then, to get the reaction that it got. Yep. And Janet Yellen, right, who's huge for Treasury. Um, I remember back when, little name dropping here, but when we were, uh, when she was Ooh. being considered, not considered for the Fed, but being talked about who would Obama pick for the Fed. And 
Joe Stiglitz and I were talking, uh, but Joe was saying he was like dying for Obama to pick Yellen. Loves her, loves her, loves her, and kept saying, oh my God, you know, and uh, and he did. Uh, but so she's a huge pick too. No, it's been great. I think now what's interesting is the media is already playing, I don't know if you saw this morning, the media is already playing games with uh, an issue I've raised, and it's going to keep being a problem, folks. You heard it here first, that progressives are very upset about the cabinet. Guess who the progressives are? Right. Justice Democrats. Yep, right. they, and, they've created a petition. And AOC has already come out. Well, and, and, wait, uh, but listen, wait, but listen to this. I, no, no, it's more. It's more than that. AOC came out and signed the Justice Democrats petition along with Tlaib and along with Ilan Omar. So this is still a Justice Democrats campaign that the three other Justice Democrats or you know uh, Democratic Socialists basically are are, are on. But what drives See, me I don't know what to say. Well, no, I kind of don't, I don't disagree. Well, wait, two issues here. Wait, I don't disagree with the petition mm -hmm. itself. Ironically, I'm going to defend them here. What they're talking about is they're worried about Bruce Reed coming in, who I guess at one point was Biden's chief of staff and was always kind of conservative and vicious. We always had some concerns well, about Bruce Reed. He's a DLC guy. Yeah. It's funny because people on the, uh, those leftists are talking about it's so hilarious when they refer to mm -hmm. people like you and me. You know, they think of us as like the moderate. Like we're the like DLC, Reed, right? We're the establishment. We were, fighting, we were, we got our start fighting those guys. Yeah, like no, Bruce, Bruce Reed, Reed is the establishment. Dem, you're worried about. Well, and concerns about him are cutting Social Security, cutting Medicare. So, like, I actually, ironically, I like what they're doing in terms of him. What worries me is, you know, they're holding protests against Biden. You know, and the media. I mean, mind you, Biden hasn't even done anything wrong yet, but the media is already covering it as progressives, very upset with Joe Biden when it's the Democratic Socialist left that's upset with Biden. And that's fine. But I'm a progressive. You're a progressive. Lots of us are progressives. And it's not fair to always say when Justice Democrats of basically socialist group, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. What we should do is refer you, to them as DSA or whatever. That's what I've started to do. I've started to call them DSA types. And, and then you have to tell people when you say it, democratic socialists. Well, and explain it. Explain what they are. Right. And, and again, I don't use that as a because, pejorative. It's just not I'm not the same as that. They're to the we left of fundamental I'm not socialists. Right. They're to the left of progressives, and that's fine. In any case, the irony here, though, with my ranting and raving is what they're doing, I think, is good in that I do not want people at the high levels of the Biden camp who are for cutting Social Security or Medicare. And you've no, talked about that many times either. before. All we have to do is well, not all, but they could raise the uh, the Medicare or Social Security tax. Excuse me. You could raise the limit above one hundred and twenty or one hundred and thirty thousand. Right. It so goes up with they, inflation, or yeah. or actually, the better thing is you should just eliminate it. You could eliminate no. it. Well, you know what? You could even raise it gently. We've talked about this. It cuts off around basically when you make around one hundred and twenty or one hundred and thirty thousand, but that's uh, taxable income. That's not your gross income, which. Maybe it doesn't matter to you guys who have a steady job, but for those of us who work at home, <laughs> well, at home for ourselves, your income <laughs> is work at home, just hang out, watch. Well, TV. no, for example, no, my income is the way you said it. That's all. Well, yeah, but for example, my income as a self-employed person, if I make I don't know a hundred thousand a year, say or something, and I'm paying Cliff five thousand a year from our podcast revenues, yeah. which isn't, isn't the case. You make a hundred, oh, you only pay me five. Exactly. I make a, so I make uh, Cliff, Cliff and I split the money. I send him a check for 5,000 every year. I'm not actually making that 5,000. It's a business expense. So my income would be 95,000 for tax purposes, right? Cause that 5,000 I made wasn't really for me. Right off. Yeah. So security works that it's way. Like too. What Donald Trump it, did with Ivanka when he wrote off the yeah, 700,000 exactly. or whatever. Right. So what, what I'm explaining is important work for him. Right. But what I'm explaining with social security is social security cuts off that way too. In that, 
uh, once you hit a certain amount, and it might be 120, 130,000 now. You can look it up. Taxable it, it, income. It goes up every year, it, so it's somewhere in that range. Yes. They they stop taxing you after that. So if you make 150,000, the next 30,000 are free, or 20,000, the next 100,000 are free, free from Social Security tax, but you pay other taxes. So anyway, that's a really interesting point. Is and Cliff, no, I think you even said you had said before. What about reinstating it for people making 400,000 and up? So in other words, so what there's been, there've been, a, let me explain four, here, because there, there were a number, because I did a lot of work with the, with the group, social security works to push, to flip the script on, you know, when people were saying we should cut social security saying, actually, it's the best anti-poverty program out there. Right. Not, it's not only for older folks. It's for when somebody Especially loses a parent, the kids yeah. get it and the, and the spouse gets it, or, you yeah. know I mean? It's, yeah. and what should happen in my humble view is the exact opposite of what we have now, which is we should completely talk about flipping the script. Whatever it's at now, I would say from now on, let's say all taxable income above that and everybody below that is out, is off the hook. Oh, you could do that too. If yeah. you're trying to help yeah. people, you know, yeah. maybe say the first 120, or if you want to raise it higher and say the first for people that live in bigger yeah. cities are more expensive, say the first yeah. 200, 250. And to me, yeah. everything else above that is what should get hit by the tax. It would be a yeah. huge tax cut. It would be a stimulus. Uh, you know, I, sometime we should probably have Alex Lawson on the yeah. show, the head of social security works. Yeah, 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 talk to him about it. He's, yeah. he's really smart at this stuff, but, um, yeah. But no, no, obviously I agree with you. Although, where here's where I would differ with you hmm. uh, slightly. Hmm. You know, there are going to be picks from all wings of the party. I do not believe that Bruce Reed, in and of himself, causes any danger just because he's at OMB. If if you started putting in all of these guys like Bruce Reed, I, just tell then people, I so get, they were, tell people what what you meant. So they were talking about putting the the, the scuttlebutt was putting Bruce Reed as the head of the office, office of management, management budget, budget, which correct. is like the budgeting arm of the executive correct. branch. But the Treasury Secretary, there are other figures that are in on this. And if you, if you, you know, many others, the Vice President has say, and other people. And if you just have this this person there, maybe that person is pushing back against the rest of you who are hopefully more progressive, and you get every view in the room, which is something, with the exception of like, you know, white nationalism or communism. I'm a big believer in you want different views in the room, but yeah. the majority of them should be in favor of obviously raising Social Security. Because to me, it's the the easiest, the, the the most common sense thing to do. That was one thing is I felt like, okay. But the other thing, John, you know, mm -hmm. is in a broader, and, and, you know, you have to admit this, you've sent me a couple mm -hmm. frustrated texts here and there when you mm -hmm. see something that AOC says. Um, she's on some kind of media campaign right now, and I don't yeah. know why. It isn't by accident. She, I promise you, she doesn't just have, like, everyone, all these, you know, all these outlets are, are reaching out to her all the time because she's got such a big name now asking for interviews. But right at this moment, she's yeah. chosen to do a number of them. That's a choice. Yeah. And what I'm saying to you is they've chosen, and I don't really understand why. I do yeah. not think it's the smart thing to do. The yeah. smart thing to do is to get your people in a room with them, talk to them, and tell them that, you know, you can have this many of these picks we fully support, but we need some of our people there too and to work it out. But to go to the media and start taking shots at people, I mean, ever since she did that, you know. Um, she attended we, a public protest of Joe Biden in the last week. Well, there is that. And ever since she Man. started attacking some of her moderate so-called coll you know, colleagues, I mean, I remember she, you know, and that's what annoyed me. Remember I said to you back then, the message she had, which is a message that's been shared by others, Doug Jones, Beto, and Adam Schiff just echoed it, and you and I echo it, is that we, we parachute into these communities every two years and spend a ton on electoral on, you know, electioneering, 
but we're not, we don't have a con- an apparatus where we're talking with them constantly as right. in prog- more progressive media, you know, uh, megaphone, more people out there organizing, right. speaking with people, getting their allegiance to the democratic pol- party and our policies. And it's a big problem. Yeah. And so I like that she said that, but then she had to go and attack people like Connor Lamb say, look, he only spent, you know, yeah. $10,000 or 5,000 on Facebook at the end. You know what else? He won. So clearly he knew how to win a district and he won against one of the biggest name Republicans, Sean Parnell, the guy that wrote the book on the Afghanistan raid or whatever. And, and, you know, the right. And has one of the biggest. So, I mean, don't call out your colleagues by name and start publicly going at really, though. I mean, you know, when you go after Connor Lamb, it's like, you know, there are some of those folks in that caucus who lost, he won and he won in a really hard race in a hard district. So, and now a word from our sponsor. Cliff, each year you want to find special gifts to give family and friends, but it can be a challenge to find something unique, you know? It really is. It really is. With bestfamilygifts.com, you can get custom canvas prints for a truly one-of-a-kind gift. Choose one of the beautiful prints from bestfamilygifts.com. Add the names of special people in your life, and bestfamilygifts.com customizes your chosen print. Imagine glorious ocean sunsets, autumnal forests, or classy black and white vistas. See the collection for yourself at bestfamilygifts.com. You can personalize the text of each print with the names of the people you love, including family, friends, or even your pet. These really are the perfect gift for family and friends. Anyone can get regular canvas framed artwork but who can say they have custom artwork specialized personally just for them our listeners can say that go to the bestfamilygifts.com to see the entire amazing collection of custom canvas prints for yourself and get a 20 percent discount on your first order with the promo code stephanie that's bestfamilygifts.com remember to use the code stephanie for 20 percent off on your first order bestfamilygifts.com code stephanie all right john well, John, in the spirit of holiday sharing, you know you put a lot of effort each year into finding the perfect gifts for special people. That's why you should send flowers from Bloomsy Box. That's Bloomsy, B-L-O-O-M-S-Y Box Ooh. for the holidays. Their flowers are spectacular, and they're sure to brighten up anyone's day. Bloomsy Box are simply better blooms. Their flowers are sustainably grown on family farms around the world. You just place an order. Your flowers are handpicked and arranged at a farm unique to you. It's like sending a personal one-of-a-kind gift, John. Bloomsy Box delivers their farm fresh flowers. That was a cool phrase. Farm flesh. Let's try that again. Farm, farm fresh, fresh flowers. Flowers. Man, they're messing with me here. Straight to your door so they arrive weeks fresher. They pride themselves on great prices, a huge selection of artisan designed arrangements, no hidden fees, no endless upsells, and free shipping with a subscription. Whether you're sending a single arrangement or a subscription for someone special to relieve, to relieve, to receive flowers each month, feel confident with the quality offered by Bloomsy Box. Go to bloomsybox.com. That's B-L-O-O-M-S-Y box.com and enter promo code SEXYLIBERAL to get 15% off and free shipping. That's promo code SEXYLIBERAL at bloomsybox.com. Woo. And now back to our show. She and her colleagues are trying to take over the left. And I, I, I don't want to say that's fine because it is fine in the sense of if that's your goal, that's your goal. Again, what bothers me is that, A, I don't like the way they're doing it because I think it's self-destructive. It's always going after Correct. our guys in power when right now we need our guys in power like Biden to be to be bucked up since Trump is as trying to destroy his presidency. Right now. Right. Trump and McConnell are destroying his presidency. Um, but it's uh, 
it's it also concerns me as i said just because i'm a progressive i'm not an aoc progressive i'm not a socialist i'm just not in i'm not not i'm not into that stuff like it's like it's which no, but if what she was that. doing was helping the party um, and helping us overall well but it, i'd be okay with it because the truth of the matter is is that i'm never going to agree with every policy and so right. if they pass some policies that are to the left of what well, i believe but, Right, that's but, fine. They pass some policies to the, that are to the right of what I believe. If they right. all help people, I mean, the ACA and its right. Wait, wait, form. wait. I just said, let me finish my second point. I'm sorry, but it. let me just. My second point was simply that um, I don't like that, and this is something I've seen on the left a lot over the last ten years. I call it political appropriation, and you often see it with the intersectional crowd. And interestingly enough, intersectionality, fine concept, been around for 40 years. They think they just invented it, which is fine, but it's a little <laughs> annoying. As an older person whose hair is starting to go gray, um, when people tell you, you know, issues are interconnected. Like if you're a black lesbian, you've got poverty issues from living in a poor neighborhood. You've got a poverty issue from being a woman who's underpaid. Black people are underpaid. Lesbians, you know, they've got issues. And all of those issues come together to make you oppressed in many different ways. And you're kind of going... No shit, Sherlock. I mean, I'm saying like, it's a fine point to make, but don't make it as this revelation that no one ever thought of. What I find is what that, then the sex, the second step is therefore, and we saw this on LGBT groups, right? Therefore, LGBT groups should, uh, immigration is an LGBT issue. And they don't mean trans or gay immigrants. They mean overall the oppression of immigration, gays are oppressed too. So we're all one movement. And I'm like, well, I mean, we're all brothers and sisters maybe, but we're not the same, like, Immigration isn't a gay issue. I mean, you know what I mean? And and they, th so what, but what it's allowed them to do is try to take over the gay rights movement or the LGBT movement, where all of a sudden now we're supposed to focus on the Palestinians because Correct. they're oppressed people. Of course, they're oppressed people. It's not a gay issue unless they're gay or trans or bi Palestinians, then, and specifically, then, okay, right? And they're doing it on the progressive issue as well is that you've got the DSA crowd has now taken over the mantle of progressivism because guess what? There's already a movement in place. They can already take over a, a large grassroots. They already have taken over in terms of getting the media attention because the media is, is less is less interested in what Justice Dems has to say as they are the progressive opposition to Joe Biden because they think it means a whole chunk of the party that's on the more liberal side like all of us. That doesn't mean AOC is our – this is why I keep harping on the AOC thing. It, she's not my leader. Now, mind you, she's the best of the crowd, I think. She's very smart. But well, I've got more to me, say on that in a second. Well, and I'm going to finish with right here. What worries no, 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 me is it. no, but I'm letting you know. Don't worry, I'm going to let you jump in. It. What worries me is she's very smart, and she has clearly learned over the last couple of years how to kind of rein it in and not go as as out there. A lot of, let's be honest too. She has a lot right? of charisma, which is part of why it's very gone. much so. But but she's got political smarts too, right? I mean, she she knows. But I think at her core, she is the flamethrower, and she's the flamethrower for the DSA crowd. And in the end, we're going to see ongoing things. She, you know what? Oh, stop with this. Last term, she started the term by going to a protest of, of Nancy Pelosi. Remember when she mm -hmm. first got elected? This term, just in the last couple of days, she went to a protest of people on the left protesting Joe Biden. Well, How's and that that's actually the perfect segue to what I was going to say. That's why I brought up, you know, and then she's finished and then you talk and then we'll go on because I don't want to make it an AOC. I know, show. but yeah. I, I got a few points I want to make here. Yeah, no, I meant you. I'll let you wrap it up is what I meant. Go on. Yeah, sure. Um, so first of all, I don't I don't. Um, it, that's why I was saying this has to be a media campaign and it's one that I don't get. And I'll <laughs> say this why because something has changed. OK, it, which is you brought up what she did with Pelosi two years ago. She did. And she had a number of pronouncements that, that uh, you know, attacking the Democratic Party. And then they brought her in. 
you know, Nancy Pelosi sat down with her and they had they had it out and had some words and all that. But you saw her being much more of a team player and using her platform to help the party after right. that. And, right. you know, and it's not just one way. Help the party and move aspects of the party in your direction. Right. You win both ways, which is why this sort of very kind of um, what am I, antagonistic posture she took coming out of this election it reminded me of two years ago. And I'm like, what happened to you? Like, you seem to have learned the lesson. You know, when your colleagues do terrible things and you think it's terrible, I'm not saying never speak out. I'm just saying you should if somebody does something you think is terrible. But also saying, like, this was the you of two years ago who calls out members of Congress like Connor Lamb and picks a fight right. where there is none. He never said anything about you. And I'm only keep mentioning Connor Lamb because he's the one I actually know about very well and right. read the story. But she did with some other ones, too. And it's like, you know, they didn't call you out. Why are you calling them out? Why are you doing this? Why are you starting off by protesting by it? Doesn't it make sense first to try to do the positive stuff? And I just don't, I don't understand it. So there's that. And maybe there's things I don't know, but, but that's what I would start with. Um, You know, second of all, on the intersectionality, my problem is inter to me, what intersectionality is, is that we should all see that a lot of issues affect all the various constituencies on the left and where we can work together, we should work together. Right. So if you're an environmentalist, well, environmental poverty is a serious issue. We know that, that in in, often in African-American neighborhoods and and Latino, Latina neighborhoods, you know, a lot of the radioactive garbage gets dumped, you know, and people don't, and and these neighborhoods, there's a higher rates of cancer because of, you know, these are related issues and we should be working together. Does that make sense? Yeah, but that's not always the case. Sometimes, as you said, you're working in a gay issue and it has nothing to do with Palestinians. Right. right. And you need to know the difference. It, it, we can't just we're not going to all agree on everything, and you can't just always have it be everybody has to be on the same page all the well, time. You know what? And a quick interjection because yeah. I know some people are thinking this. It is not that we can't be allies. Okay, I could see you making the argument for why an LGBT group. Should be for oppressed people all over the world. Fair enough, right? Sure. But they're literally, we call it pinkwashing on the uh, on the gay side. They're literally pinkwashing, for example, the Palestinian issue and saying it's a gay issue. And we're like, well, except, of course, the Palestinian territories, like the Arab world overall, is horrific on LGBT rights. I mean, horrific, like 3% right. support. Whereas it's- Israel has like 44% support. So... It's still religious-based, and those areas, sadly, the yeah, education I mean, level is lower. The religiosity is higher. Essentially, it's like going to an evangelical right. church in the South. I mean, I hate to – that's just but a fact. Very, people com- get but it's very complicated, though. It's yes, like, it's it like anti-abortion people – it's like pro-abortion people in the U.S. siding with anti-abortion people. It's, it's – anyway. i to jump in there, John. The Nobody's pro-abortion, pro-choice. I know, pro-choice. No, but I mean, but it's, it's a very uh, – in any case – so Let's get that's just, no, no, I got one more thing to say. That's okay, the second part. And the third part, because we're talking, it's also a perfect segue. We're talking about Palestine and Israel. Hmm. It's it's some of the, the, the pronouncements that I just don't understand. Um, hmm. Talib, you may, like you've seen when Blinken was announced as Secretary of State, twice yeah. she retweeted different things, almost like she was trying to make sure everybody saw it and said, well, as long as he doesn't. As long as Blinken doesn't uh, um, censor my right to talk about the Palestinian people and what right. they're going through, and I guess my response is, what are you fucking talking about? Yeah. When Why does the Secretary of State, you know, when does the Secretary of State ever? I mean, are you saying that because he's Jewish? Because that's probably not a smart thing to say. 
You brought oh, up his. I didn't you realize that his family had yeah. been in the, had been suffered in the Holocaust. He brought right. up that he's Jewish. Right. That response comes off as incredibly tone deaf when it's who you're talking about. And if someone had said that to you, vice versa, you probably would have brought that up. That like you're saying that to me because I'm Palestinian. Yeah. Um, and 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 again, like that's not what a Secretary of State does. I don't even know what the fuck she's talking about. Well, but she also she may talk about the U.S. Senate and BDS and all these other things. Well, Fine, no, but bring she, up your what points. She, but, what she probably means, but I think it's still inappropriate in this context. She means, you know, I want somebody who the next time Israel says I'm not allowed to visit my mother unless I stifle my freedom of speech, that my own Secretary of State defends me, a sitting member of Congress. Not, and she, and she that's could have fine. said that, but that's still not. But the that's word not what censor. she did. Correct. She said censor. No, but that's my point. My point isn't. No, I'm agreeing with you, but I'm saying I think I get where she's coming from. But here's why: it's not inappropriate because the Secretary of State isn't relevant. He is relevant to defending an American citizen, especially an American politician, being attacked and censored by a foreign government. That's different. What she's doing is just assuming on its face that Blinken won't defend her as Secretary of State, that he's going to support Israel doing the same bullshit it did before, and she's publicly attacking him for it on the day of his uh, right. nomination. Potential, it, right? When he because she's just she assuming that. Like That's you just said. She's if assuming he's, that he's an asshole and Joe Biden nominated an asshole and she's attacking him preemptively. That's not how you do it. It just makes me wonder about her political instincts and the people around her because it's he's, such an amateur move. But she's I mean, always, again, we'll, we'll finish this yeah, off by yeah. this last point, um, you know, or you, you can have one more to make, no, which no, is to agree with you 100%. If she had said it like the way you said it, if she had said in the past, I've not been allowed to state my opinions and go visit Palestine, you yeah. know, or whatever, the Palestinian territories, the, you know, I hope that this won't be the case or this cannot be the case or however she wanted. Right. I would have been absolutely 100% supportive because right. I that's my 100% belief. Yeah. You know, I'm not someone sitting here defending Israel, fuck Bibi Netanyahu in a lot of aspects of Israel. The, right. the point, you know, like overall, I support the state, not always what they do and nothing almost under Netanyahu. Yeah, I know. Go on. Get to your, yeah. The end of it is very simply <laughs> – she, you know, the, the language she chose to use again is inciting fights on the left where there yeah. doesn't need to be. Bingo. So let's segue. So Trump uh, a couple of days ago fires Sidney Powell, who is this kind of wacky uh, female lawyer. I say female lawyer because you, if you've seen on TV, you'll know which one she was. One of the two women that was at Rudy Giuliani's horrific press conference last week, in which he uh, had the hair dye dripping from both sides of his head. She was there. Now, it's hard to tell the difference, actually, because Jenna Ellis was there, too, the other campaign lawyer who's a religious right loon. Who misquoted Teddy Roosevelt and pretty much gets everything wrong all the time. Yeah. And, well, and then she admitted, she goes, well, I wasn't sure it was real when I put up the quote of Teddy Roosevelt, but I liked the gist of the quote, so I put it up anyway. And you're like, so you you're literally shared a quote that you claimed was from Teddy Roosevelt when you thought it might not be Teddy Roosevelt. It's like, lady, and you're you a lawyer. Literally, as I say, I just want to say, you work in the profession most dedicated <laughs> to getting those kinds of things right, yeah. or you get your ass kicked right out of a court yeah. of law. And you're working for the president in a high-profile role, and you thought, hey, I'll lie. In any case, so Sidney Powell, her compatriot, went crazy last week claiming that Governor Kemp in Georgia, who's a pretty far-right Republican, right, a, a, a Trump supporter, colluded with Hugo Chavez's ghost i guess at the behest of the cia this is all he may have a forced ghost don't you question what hugo chavez can and can't do exactly i don't want to uh i don't want to criticize his life experience as a ghost um so hugo (laughs) chavez at the request of the cia bribed 
Republican governor, Trump ally Kemp in Georgia to steal the election from Joe Biden. And she also threw in that, therefore, she thinks Kelly Loeffler may not have won the runoff with with Reverend Warnock, that it should be Doug Collins who runs against Warnock in January because all the election was stolen. Right. So Trump fires her because everyone's like, she's freaking nuts, even for Trump, supposedly. Within and, the last, and, and hours, I'll say quickly, that is quite an accomplishment. Well, but I think it's a lie, Cliff. In the last twelve hours, she retweets this guy Lynn Wood, whose name I know, but I don't know why. I don't know if you know. She retweets him, and here's well, what he's, he's, the, he's the lawyer um, who was trying to get all the stuff kicked out in Georgia. Oh, there you go. Okay, listen to this. I have worked, and Trump retweets this yesterday or last night. I have worked closely with Sidney Powell and others over recent weeks. The lawsuit Sydney will be filing tomorrow in Georgia speaks truth, all caps. Enemies of America will deny its allegations. Do not believe them. Believe Sydney and me. We love America and freedom. Our enemies do not. So Trump this morning or last night is defending Sidney Powell, who he just fired, is saying you believe her lawsuits and she's speaking the truth. And if you don't think it's the truth, like the governor of Georgia and the uh, Secretary of State of Georgia, both solid Republicans, then they're enemies of America. So now Governor Kemp of Georgia is an enemy of America, and Trump is back on the Which bandwagon. Again, that's, considering he's literally, I mean, this just shows you, right? I mean, somebody wrote this out. Was it E.J. Dion the other day? Hmm. Like, you start in the 1990s purging the Jacob Javises and Clifford Chases, you know, the, the, the liberals in the Republican Party. And then you move to the moderates, the Jim Jeffords. And, you know, the Olympia Snows and forcing right. that. And then you move on to the conservatives, you know, the Dick Luders and George Voinoviches, who are just conservatives of good conscience. And then you and, and, and now we've gotten to the fourth phase where, like, if you're a right wing lunatic who just doesn't take Trump's line 100 yeah. percent, we're kicking you. I mean, Brian yeah. Kemp is as much of a of a con man, right wing vote suppressing lunatic as it gets. Yeah. And that they're going after him just tells yeah. you, like, anybody who thinks, you know, who thinks these people will be loyal to them? I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. Let's just say. So, yes, they're now attacking him. The key thing but there it's is – It's good, though. Oh, I, I'm happy about it. I mean, there's a civil war going on. There's a piece, I think – where was it? Guardian somewhere. Um, Na the Nation. No, no, Joan Walsh wrote it. Uh, yeah. We should have her on sometime, by the way. We should I like get Joan. Joan a lot. I forgot about that. Yeah, Joan's great. Um, and the, that – Basically, it may cost them the election because they're at outward war now. Yeah. It's the it's the Trump sycophants in the legislature versus Raffensperger well, and what they're, what they're advocating, right? Have you you read? Well, so the, here's the key: yeah. is that <laughs> yeah. is that um, a bunch of the Trump people have have gone and said like you should sit this election out if they don't do what it takes to get Trump. Me, again, uh, the special election in early January for the two for U.S. senators. And this is what gets me, and I'll say this right now because huh. who knows who's listening to this. But folks, let, let, let Cliff Schechter here I, – I shouldn't speak about myself in the third person. That's obnoxious. Let me yeah. and John Aravosis from our many years in politics tell you, like, this is what the Republicans would consider a layup and would do this in two seconds. If you looked into those places where they illegally had a third party person running in to, to take votes away from us in state Senate races in Florida. Did you see that, John, where we lost one of them by 36 votes and no. they had a connection to somebody running as an independent so-called so leftist? Who, who siphoned votes from the Democrat, think mm -hmm. Jill Stein. Mm -hmm. And it cost us a race there. Yeah. And it's illegal to do that. And they're pursuing it now, the Justice Good. Department is. Good. Um, but my point to you is, it's not illegal for us to quote the words of Roger Stone and Lynn Wood, this lawyer and others, and say, if 
Kemp doesn't deliver if Kemp doesn't deliver the state to to Donald Trump, we should all just sit out this election and yeah. and not vote. If we were them, we would be targeting this on Facebook. Oh to, yeah, we'd be buying groups of of yeah. like we'd be buying the NRA list and other do lists. TV ads. Simply do a TV ad that quotes it. <laughs> Don't even do that though. <clears throat> Target it to them. Yeah, conservative radio. Um, you, I mean, if there's a few cable channels like Fox, maybe, but the whole point is you don't need it yeah. broadly done. Do it on Facebook, do yeah. it in, in, to conservatives. You get a yeah. couple percent of them to yeah. go. And, and again, we're not doing anything illegal. Roger Stone has said this out loud. Yeah. There's audio of it. Why would we yeah. not do that? They even have a hashtag. So it's very, if, no, we the, don't, if, yeah. if somebody, if somebody on our side, the guys who I love, if you, you know, what are they called? Really American. They're one of the ones like Midas Touch and Lincoln Project that did a lot of good. Don Winslow did a lot of good like, okay. videos that oh, went I don't viral yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. They right now are. I go look them up on 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 Twitter. Assuming they're they seem pretty legit to me. But right. ascertain they are. They seem like they are. But they're they're saying whatever they raise, they're going to put up these billboards all across uh, Georgia in conservative areas, basically saying, "Don't sit out the election. Don't vote." You know, quoting Donald Trump and and Roger yeah. Stone. Yeah, this is the shit we should be doing. Yeah, he's an idiot. Oh well. Anyway, um, he's our kind of idiot though. If he helps us win. Oh, very much so. I mean, I've got, I've, I mean, I've got a number of issues. It's just, it's ironically, there isn't really big horrible news. I mean, I know you probably have some pet issue that we're forgetting to mention, but overall, compared to how it's been for the last four years, it's like I'm actually getting worried that our podcast is going to be just, no. you know. Okay. It's going to be John getting up and, and breaking plates and doing Greek dances. I know we're going to be like, and now Cliff and I will break into song for half an hour. Um, um, well, the one thing worth saying, I think, is that. I mean, I've um, got a couple other issues, but I mean, the big well, stuff. Well, this too. is just on the news thing. And, and look, I, I'm going to assume for the most part, everybody listening to this knows this because you guys follow stuff. But it's still worth saying that in the last 24 hours, Pennsylvania and Nevada both certified their election results for Biden. Right. Um so Trump today is going to this thing in Gettysburg, which almost seems appropriate oh, yeah. for yeah, traders yeah, yeah, yeah. to go to Gettysburg and get their asses kicked, seems about yeah. right, um, with Rudy Giuliani. And they can't even get a legitimate hearing by the Republicans in the legislature because I guess enough Republicans refuse to do it or won't. I don't know. So they're right. doing a fake hearing in Gettysburg about all the voter fraud. That, I mean, in yeah. other words, they're desperate and pathetic even yeah. more than I mean, it's it's the end. This is the end. No, See, it is, but the, I think people are people are more generally, or people are coalescing around the idea that a Trump wants to run again, so as much damage as he can cause. B, he wants to raise as much money as he can, so he's doing this, you know, fundraising thing for this effort. Ha ha, fundraising between. Well, that's always the most important <laughs> thing is the grift, as we know. Right, I mean, so it's the grift. He also is a vengeful fuck, and he does. He he's. And this goes to what Mary, Mary Trump said and others have that I guess, you know, malignant narcissists or whatever mm -hmm. are able to convince themselves of their own lies. And he thinks at this point, he doesn't even have to think it. I mean, he knows that last time the his credibility was called into question as president because he lost by three million votes and because everybody knows Comey, <clears throat> excuse me, Comey and the Russians through the election for Trump that Hillary would have won. Well, he no, knows I mean, that. So he's wait, wait, real quick. So he's yeah. simply trying to throw it back at Biden and hurt Biden as much as possible because Trump himself was hurt. And the final point is it makes Trump less a loser in the eye of his followers if he can convince them the election was stolen. Then he's not a loser. He's a winner. And as Mary also told us, the biggest thing, the worst thing Trump can be is a loser. Correct. Um, and and, and I, so, yes, it's about that. And I don't even think it's always strategic. 
I think it has to do with his right. mental state that he feels a need. Like, right. I don't think the Sidney Powell thing you brought up earlier, I don't think that that was he, something he planned. I think they pushed her away, but then he saw every once in a while She's and he starts him. feeling really shitty about himself. Michael, he, clip, clip. Michael yes. Flynn and yes. and uh, and Bannon, right? All of a sudden they're defending him and Correct. Trump so he starts likes to bring him back into the orbit it's, again. It's why he could never, you know, he couldn't get himself to quit the Proud Boys. I was just going to say, or, well, I can't, on, I can't bring myself to quit you. I can't quit you because if people well, like him, I can make that joke with John on here. Otherwise, exactly. Only with enough. me. Um, it, you know, because because if if he, it, it's, you know, and I'm not the first and by a lot to make this point, huh. but it you can it doesn't matter if you write him beautiful love letters, which is I think he referred to Kim Jong Un. Which, by the yeah. way, for people believing that this guy's the most masculine guy in the world, I got to say, John, I are you with me that that's that not that, I've brought that's that something up that maybe a gay man would say? I, I mean, in I any case, brought it up repeatedly. Everything he does is gayer than gay. It's very weird, <laughs> except it's for the not weird. except for the really being in bad shape thing. That one, yeah, you that's kind explain. of a freak, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you but guys, you guys hit the gym in a way that we we still lack. Yeah. Um, but what you know was what was oh just you know it doesn't you dictator, drug narco terrorist, you know. But if if the leader of whoever that is at this point, and if they still exist in any real form, ISIS were to come out and say nice things about Donald Trump. Donald Trump would feel good about ISIS. I mean, right. that's all it takes for him is he feels like a winner because somebody who's important who's being talked about in the news, doesn't matter for what reason, serial killer, narco-terrorist, you know, rapist, whatever, um, right. likes him. And so that's what all this is about. So I don't think it was strategic with Sidney Powell. And that's why he stuck with Giuliani so right. long. Right. Right. Giuliani he's going, will, will, he's going will say gun. he's right. Yep. Well, you know, it also goes, once again, it means, first of all, I was saying from the beginning that when Sidney Powell got fired the other day, it was Governor Kemp pulling strings with whoever he knows of the Republican Party and saying, fire that woman's ass right now. Because Perhaps, she was saying, yeah. I, I think that's what was going on. No, it, clearly, it wasn't Trump thinks she's gotten too extreme even for Trump. I mean, we all read that and we went, give me a fucking break. Right. Oh, Trump. Oh, she's too extreme even for me. Oh, sure. Too many, too much of a conspiracy theory defending me. I could never support that as Donald Trump. Right. <laughs> we knew that was a lie. Um, but it's got me wondering again, because actually, you know what? Do you know what this is similar to? God, this sort of the whole holistic theory of Trump. It's just what he does on the Russia stuff, too. Remember, I've repeatedly said that. I think Russia attacked the election. No, I didn't. Right. And then he, and then he turns around and goes, it could have been some kid. It could have been China. Remember he always turns around. The 400 pound thing. kid in the basement. Well, but he's done that 400 pound kid concept in, in a generic sense repeatedly. Every time they say, no, no, he's come out and said, he believes it, that Russia attacked. He then undercuts it. Right. And it's the same thing you're seeing here. He, you know, came out and criticized Sidney Powell and fired her. And then he's reeling her back in literally like four days later. Right. So, so for some crazy reason, they get him to do the right thing, and it's not clear but this why. Is, again, this has and been the pattern as presidency. Well, I think it's clear why. I think they get through to him when enough of them tell him something and sit him down and whatever. But then all – and this has been the pattern of his presidency that that one of the many you know, issues with his him emotionally, mentally, whatever you want to say, that has undermined every – and always undermines everything he does is they convince him to do something. He does it. But a couple of days later, that person says something nice about him or alternatively, someone they convinced him to, to make a political agreement with who he doesn't want to says something not nice about him. And he freaks out on them and fucks up all of the work that they've done. Right. Right. Oh, my God. I mean, that's, Rudy, that's, Rudy, Rudy tweets this morning. Biden opposes America first, all caps. So who's first? 
Okay, that sounds like Avalon and Costello. Who's first? <laughs> Obviously, it will be Communist China first, all caps, exclamation point. CCP, okay. oh, the Chinese Communist Party. Okay, that's a little too inside baseball for Twitter, Julie, Rudy, but whatever. CCP paid the hashtag Biden crime family millions for that position. What position? What position? Oh, just being, being Communist China first. So they paid Biden's millions that Biden would make Communist China first. I got it. Who's, who's W-H-O-S-E, who's second? Ukraine? Okay. Oh, 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 wait, wait. Rudy Giuliani is accusing Joe Biden of, of, oh, Ukraine, Kazakhstan, Russia are an unknown contributor. So he's, I love this. They're accusing They Biden. accuse you of what they do. Biden of being in the back pocket of, of Russia and Biden of having some secret deal with Ukraine that he's coerced. I mean, it's all the traits we've seen from the Republican Party to a certain degree over the, uh, growing over the last 20 years. They've all been distilled purely into Trumpism in its most base form. The I, thing that's I, interesting to me that I got to uh, tell you, John, uh, that I'm kind of really interested to see hmm. are how the people fare who going into the Trump era still had good reputations who, for reasons I can't fathom, have completely destroyed themselves yeah. on the altar of Donald Trump. The two that most yeah. come to mind most readily um, are, uh, are Rudy Giuliani and then in the news world, Lou Dobbs, who for a while was considered this, you know, I mean, I know that'll be hard for people that haven't been watching the news for 15 years, but when he was on CNN, Lou Dobbs was considered this smart, you know, he's a guy who came off of originally from Wall Street, this smart business journalist, right? I mean, right. you with me? Do I still yeah, have yeah, the other yeah. yeah, I'm here. Yeah. You know, I'm watching you now so I can see when you look. I know. Well, right. you know what? There was a wonderful little famous. political cartoon. Somebody tweeted a political cartoon. So I was like, so I got to run into this. Bring you back in because I think it's important. I know. Like, Go on. Lou Dobbs, Rudy right. Giuliani, you right. know, like the ones who, who at least went into the – I'm trying to think of others. I'm sure there are. Went into the era. You know, and I'm not talking I – mean, even – oh, I, know, I mean another one. One would be Marco Rubio. You know, I mean, who have completely beclowned themselves. Oh, during well, we this were talking about this the other day. Remember uh, Bill Barr, really? Because Barr came in and everybody on oh, the left was like, you know, oh, he was a very solid Republican appointee that was very well, under George H.W. Bush. He acted and like he's a, as corrupt as they come. It was sort of like Dick Cheney yeah. under George H.W. Bush, who was like, you know, seemed like a smart secretary of defense. Yeah. And then under he became, a, you know, the embodiment of the evil emperor in Star Wars under yeah. under Bush. I, I mean. I don't get I don't, it, though, but I don't get it. I don't, I don't get why so many of them are willing to do this, Cliff. And, and again, well, Republican members of Congress, too. Don't don't any of them not care about the job? Meaning, like, right? My boss at the UN went crazy. I filed a complaint, and I realized I was going to have to leave, right? I mean, like, you just do that at some point. I've These been guys asked are, on numerous occasions, I mean, and if you've been a consultant long enough, you uh, will have been, too, to do things that either skirted the line or were illegal. Yeah. And my response has been, no. No, fucking no. I have to think about it. I've only had a few. Like I said, she wanted me to oh, skirt I mean, the line. Well, I've had a ton of them, but I, I could think of a half dozen times or so where somebody yeah. asked me to do something. But where you're right. Both times, I both think of times two I did that were flat out illegal. Yeah. And I can think of a couple others that certainly went right up to the line. And my immediate response was, are you fucking nuts? Yeah. I mean, first of all, I have this weird sort of integrity thing where I like to to do what's right. I mean, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm no angel and I'm not trying to portray as such, but I generally try to be honest if I can be. Right. Second, like, you think I'm going to leave my family to go to prison? What part of, for you, do you, where, where are you thinking that for you, I'm going to go to prison and have my kids grow up right. seeing their dad on the other side of glass? 
two bars. Well, and, I mean, Cliff, how many? I mean, how many Republicans are there? Probably two hundred and forty or so in Congress total, and there's literally in the House, House and Senate combined. Oh right? yeah, so you've got around, these, right, around that. Right? Yeah, that's probably about right. Forty something, one ninety. Because sadly, they picked up right? some. some house All right, because they picked up states. Yeah, yeah. But, but so, but you're about right. Forty through fifty. Yep. Of all of these guys, excluding the people who aren't going to run for re-election because they're the ones who get brave, you've got you know a handful, literally three, two, three senators who have really you know occasionally like Sass and Romney who have slammed Trump on the House side. I can't think of anybody who's really slammed him to the degree Romney and Sass have really on the House side. Yeah, really. I mean, has there even been House Republicans that have been as sitting that I can think of um, or running one, for re-election? Yeah, I think he did, right? Uh, Kinzinger from your home state? Yeah, I don't know if he's been as vicious as those guys. He's no, I don't close, know if he's been. I'm just, I'm just saying I can think of yeah. two that it, outwardly and then Rooney, the one from Florida. I don't remember Rooney. suddenly yeah. grew a conscience, and I have no idea yeah. why. I started criticizing the hell out of him. Yeah. Um, there's there may be a few others. There were some others who were there, but you're right. They didn't run but for it, re-election it, or they it, lost it, or they're gone. I mean, it, but what happened, it blows my mind that out of, let's say, 250 members of Congress, you literally, Cliff and I just mentioned, there's maybe four that we know of who showed any kind of courage. And of those other 250, I mean, there isn't anybody who says, you know what, fuck it. I care about my country more, so I don't get reelected. Big deal. I made 170000 180000 a year for the last few years. I'm doing well. <laughs> you know, they just, I mean, I just can't believe there isn't anybody. Again, they don't have this kids. This is the reason, by the way. Married, right? I mean, there's some of them that are single that don't have kids, so they're not worried about that. It, I just find it, no, but it boggles my mind that there aren't at least some people who go, dude, this is fucking crazy. Like, right. to literally come out and just say it. Even Romney hasn't even said that. To say, dude, you're fucking nuts. We should have never gone this way. They're still terrified. And I don't This is why, by the way, I, one of the reasons I, that I've, I break with some folks on the left, and I believe in term limits, and I have for a while. You know, I don't think, I, I think that I, I'm in that, again, area where, again, everybody's like black and white on this. They're the people who are like, it must be 12 years. And then the other people who right. are sort of like, there can't be any. And my reaction is, let's find something in between where you, you take that institutional knowledge that people hopefully build up if they're decent right. people and give it to the Senate. And by the time they become so stale, you know, what's called Chuck Grassley level, they need to have been long gone. To me, would, you know, my, I was my, never necessarily a fan of term limits, but that's an interesting argument. What I mean is I don't, I, I, would, I don't, I would say to me, the happy medium, it would be, yeah. maybe, let me just finish that. And then yeah. my happy medium would be 18 years. I'd say three terms as a Senator and right. nine terms as a house member, less than two decades, you're out. You know, what's I think really you've got crazy. plenty of time to share your knowledge if you if you're a good good member of Congress right. and to build expertise and whatever. And you know, but there's a certain point where I feel like that place just corrupts you beyond recognition, right. and we but don't. You, know you just shouldn't. Here's be a there. really here's a really crazy term limit idea, and I'd have to look at the math more and consider it. But all Senate and House seats are appointed for a set period of years. Period. The Senate, you get a 12 year term. The House. I don't know. Maybe the House is a 12-year term as well. I don't know. And that's it. There is no second election. So you there is no raising money. There is no being beholden. Now, granted, you're not you're not afraid of being held accountable. So there'd have to be a way of considering that, right? But it right. would be interesting. It'd be interesting, for example, in the Trump era, though maybe they would because when they leave, they still want to make a lot of money and there's still a lot of graft there, a grift there. You know, but it's but they're both the same. Grift, graft. 
But it is interesting well, that it's I, I find that, people who don't want to run again that are willing to stand up to Trump. No, I, yeah. I do find that fascinating. And I think, you know, I'm open to ideas, but I do think I just I don't think that the Mitch McConnell as the best example being there for 35 years or whatever now and yeah. you're never going to be able to beat him in, in Kentucky is health healthy for democracy it's just not yeah. Yeah. Um, there needs to be a point where they leave and if we can't vote them out we need to I mean we did the presidency for a reason we decided right. two terms because we realized it was too powerful an office to let people keep running for I think you look at some of these Senate seats and the out, you know, the, the influence someone like a Mitch McConnell has, who's right. never going to lose in Kentucky. I think I, I do. Right. I think that it's, and again, I don't want people to be kicked out, you know, before they get the, at least an opportunity, if they're good people to do the right thing and use their right. knowledge to hopefully forward stuff. I don't know. I pick 18. That's my, that's my right. number of years. And I don't think, you know, you see this and people brought this up too, where in certain, like here in Ohio, there's a limit for, for three terms or, so for each the state house and state senate, and then you just keep seeing people go back and forth. The that the, the rule has to be also once you've served those terms, you cannot run again. Yeah. So there is no going back and forth. Yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. Oh, that's interesting. What they go back to the house and then to the senate mm-hmm. or whatever? Correct. They keep going oh. back and forth. Oh, weird. Okay, that's crazy. But you have a certain, and they do that. I've heard in plenty of other states that have this too. You can't do that, or people get around it. There's a certain number of years that you can serve in each, and that's that. And you're gone. No, it's crazy. I mean, and again, Supreme Court, too. Obviously, we've talked about the same thing. You shouldn't be appointed to the Supreme Court for 40 years. That's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Exactly right. I think that's another one where we need to figure out what the terms need need to be. Well, also, Um, you know what's creepy, too? I'm sorry, but considering how political the Supreme Court has gotten, it just strikes me as weird that we are literally making law in this country, supposedly objective law and justice, based on which political party wins. That's what it is, right? It's it's there's no I mean right. that's just fucked up that we've gotten to that it point now where even I mean court uh, uh, judges appointed anyway worry me although frankly judges running for office worry me even more because you've got even more pandering there from them, you know. But but to I I just yeah, I don't know. I don't know it's Pete has ideas on the court, but somebody's got to figure all this out. But but anyway, so Biden's coming in. I mean, just to, to maybe wrap up, I don't know. I mean, there's lots of other little stories, but we still have the overall problem of Trump has successfully wounded Biden, at least in terms of uh, Trump supporters and Trump voters, into thinking he's illegitimate. And I just, as always, I I think, God, Rudy, what was he doing? God, Marco Rubio did something. He was doing a series of tweets because Rubio is clearly running in four years. Um, and was going off, I forget about what, but uh, but people were bringing up some of the old Rubio tweets about Benghazi. Oh, you got to read these. I had one. I don't think I retweeted it. If I did, I'll be right here. But Rudy going, Rudy, Rubio going off about Benghazi. And uh, yeah, too bad. I don't have it here. But he's sitting there and he's like, you know, four Americans died. And he's doing this whole, you know, dun, 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 you know, and Hillary Clinton was secretary of state. Dun, dun, dun. And what have we done to hold people accountable? And you're sitting here going, 260 fucking thousand Americans have died from COVID because of Trump's inaction. And we've got another couple hundred thousand coming in the next few months and not a fucking word from these people, but they are going to be all over Biden on this stuff. I mean, on, on the well, he, so what happened was, and they're going to get away with it. What's important is to tell people is, you know, he's like, I'm not going to just support, you know, he's like all Biden's picks so far, you know, Ivy League degrees and all the right conferences and whatever. Well, he like, claimed, not he claimed just, they had a, basically he attacked them for having education and experience. Is right. what he did. It was like, I'm not going to just support them to continue America's decline. And you just want to be like, 
listen, you fuck nut. Do you know who the president is right now? Do you know how many people have died from COVID? Do you know what the trade wars have done to us? Do you know what's happened with NATO? Do you know what's going on with our infrastructure? I could go on and on. You have sat there and enabled yeah. all of it, you piece of shit. I can't I, – that's the point I've got Rubio at now, that lying sack of – he's another one, again, who went into this as this young star and has come out of this. I, I, he's done because the Trumpers don't like him, and the rest of us are like, whatever. You know, you seem like you're all moderate-ish and reasonable. Right. You're done. Um, and, yeah. and he went through that, and somebody, of course, retweeted and was like, oh, yeah, you're right. Ivy Leaguers, you know? I did this too, where I was like, you know, Ivy Leaguers, like Donald Trump, who went to Penn, and Bill Barr, or Bob Barr, whatever Barr. Bill Barr. Uh, who, Bill Barr, Bill Barr yeah. who went to Columbia. By the way, I went to both of those schools, so I'm not reaming them. I'm just making a point here. Um, you know, and Elaine Chow, who went to Harvard or Yale, and Azar, who went to one of those. And I mean, right. the list was right. forever. And I was thinking, even beyond the cabinet, right. like DeSantis, the governor who used to Haley McEnany went to Harvard oh, and Georgetown, his press secretary. I mean, DeSantis went to Yale. Ben yeah. Carson went to Yale. I mean, you but can this go is on. What the, but Cliff, this is what they do and they get away with it. I know that. Me is, they're so good at this. I mean, even even again, Rudy Giuliani talking about you're beholden to, to Russia. I mean, you've literally got to sit there and go, are you fucking kidding me that you and Cliff and I've talked about this point, too. It used to be that your your PR people, your public relations folks would tell you. You, you know, sir, you can't mention Russia. You can't mention being beholden to Russia because right. that's been the biggest albatross around our neck has been that our boss and his son basically have admitted to being beholden. You know, his son agreed to meet with the Russian, agreed to accept Russian government help in the election. We can't talk about Russia. So all they do is talk about Russia and they get away with it. John, because again, I'm not going to go through all, break all the rules and we also again, don't fight back. But, yeah. but part of it's that we don't fight back nearly hard enough. And again, there is no getting around it. <clears throat> the, 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 the reason why you can do that if you're a Republican, the reason why you don't need to run as many TV ads if you're a Republican, the reason why you can get away with all sorts of things if you're a Republican is because you have a huge megaphone behind you, a huge pop propaganda network. And I don't mean by network just Fox News. I mean network of various propaganda outlets, Rush Limbaugh, Sinclair, local talk radio hosts throughout the country and on and on that will echo whatever crazy shit you say and back you up. Whereas right. we have the mainstream media that will bend over backwards sometimes to go after us to prove that they're fair. And a couple of you know semi-large to large progressive outlets, most of which aren't even fully progressive. Right, MSNBC still has corporate owned, still has <clears throat> Joe Scarborough, who may may hate Trump, but is certainly no liberal, on for its morning show. And you know, crooked media has gotten big, and some others. And then you've got some to the far left that spend more time attacking Democrats than they do the the folks on the other side. We don't have anything like it because our people have not regularly invested in it. Right, that's the difference. It's just, I mean, again, you're right. We also don't have the same culture as them, and we need to. I think that's slowly changing of being willing to get in their faces more and stand up to them more. You know, I mean, I was so happy to see. I know we're going to go soon, but when Bill Pascrell, congressman from New Jersey, who's been acting the way some a, a Democrat who's progressive, but has hmm. I don't want to say the word I was going to say has a spine should act is right. he is he's now filed uh grieve i guess oh yes yeah. are they and he's going after the law Wait. licenses yes of giuliani mcenany i believe of the whole bunch of them whoever of them have law licenses he's going yeah. after them in all these states why why does it take him to do that why are yeah. we not you know but thank god maybe his doing that will give others the courage to act the way it's not that we need to make a conspiracy whatever yeah. we need to use every legal method every cultural method every media method to hold these fuckers accountable for what they do.
Yep. So good for him. I'm a big Bill Pascal fan now. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I think we're pretty good. It's funny. It's just, it's, I know there's a lot of little stuff. It just feels like all of a sudden everything deflated a little bit and, you know, freedom rang. Well, I know? think because finally, as we didn't mention earlier, but also the GSA agreed to, to, to yeah. share the, the, funds which i think maybe there was some pressure from the senate republicans she issued a really nasty letter did you see the letter that uh she, yeah, that, that gsa emily lady she writes the letter well she writes the letter to biden and it's addressed to president no it's addressed to the honorable joe r biden and then the first line says dear mr biden now I've had to deal with lots of letters like this when I worked on the Hill. Anybody who's worked in Washington has. She, mind you, runs a freaking agency. So she's certainly very – doesn't she run it? Does she run GSA, I think? Doesn't she? Clearly. Yeah, she does. She's the yeah. appointee of GSA. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's like the appointee running an agency. So every day of her life she's had to deal with letters to important people where the staff says, oh, how do we address this? How do Very, very, very important protocol, how you address these letters. Nope. I knew the second I looked at it. Even the honorable is questionable. The honorable Joe Biden might have wanted a title in there for somebody as high up as him. The dear was absolutely dear Mr. President-elect or maybe dear President-elect Biden, but it's probably dear Mr. President-elect. you're trying to say he's not even 100% the president yet, which exactly. of course is total dear Mr. Biden. And you say, still say dear Vice President Biden. To refer to she didn't even say dear Vice President. She just said dear Mr. Biden. To refer to him as Mr. is yeah. ridiculous. Now, the Bush administration referred to Barack Obama in the same letter as dear president elect Obama. So interestingly that, and it was a very polite letter and her letter was all about how aggrieved she was because people were mean. In any case, the key here is that okay. the reason what John was saying is because things have moved because finally a number of Republicans have come forward and in strong language, including Pennsylvania Senator Pat Toomey said, you know, Biden's president. And, and I think a number of these folks threatened, uh, Trump and others. I mean, I'm not threatened, but when said the gig is up. But you know what? The point is, is that yeah. we're in a better place than we were a week ago. Uh, Trump is still taking his, his clown show on the road and, and screaming and yelling for his own ego. He's still got his sick offense to him, whatever. But, you know, we're in a much better yeah. place. So yeah. Yeah. And that's all I've got for today, John. Yeah. No, I think we're good. Um, let's see what happens for Friday, folks. Obviously, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Um, we will see about Friday. Honestly, let's just see how it is in terms of the news again. I mean, I don't yeah. want to do an episode, just to do an episode. But typically, obviously, we do do two a week, although we did like five for the election week. Um, but uh, let's see how Friday looks news-wise. Yeah. And, well, and if, there is, if there's anything, maybe we've at least – it's funny. I mean, we have never – if anything, we've had shit-breaking during the show or we've had shit-breaking that morning that we've had to talk about it's it's just never it's kind of a, this is gonna be the new normal cliff sitting there going hey anything outrageous happened today anything outrageous happened this week <laughs> i know well we'll have to find i'm not ready for this i'm not ready for this come down off of the juice john let it let it relax let the let the adrenaline flow uh, out of your system and in it goes. exactly all right guys then we will see you either friday or early next week take care guys and now a word from our sponsor. Hey, John, you know, the season of giving thanks is upon us. The special day of turkey, family, and football will be here before you know it. It really will actually be very soon. Before gathering with your family to share in your Thanksgiving traditions, or not, and doing it via Zoom. It's important to allow some extra time for you, the time you need to take care of yourself and look your best for your loved ones via Zoom. With Plexiderm, all you need is 10 minutes and you can look 10 years younger. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes. 
It visibly reduces wrinkles, fine lines, and even under eye bags in just minutes. Plexiderm even works on laugh lines, number 11s, and crow's feet. You can take up to 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes. The results will last for hours, so you can relax surrounded by loved ones via Zoom, knowing you'll always be looking your best. Even better, Plexiderm doesn't involve any visits to a surgeon. You can get it at a much better deal than anything you can get waiting in line on Black Friday, which you shouldn't do anyhow. You can try a six-application trial pack for just $14.95 for free shipping when you get buyplx.com backslash sexyliberal. I mentioned it when you visit that, or call 800-685-1292 and say the code SEXYLIBERAL. This order also comes with free shipping, a 30-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm. Visit buyplx.com backslash SEXYLIBERAL or call 800-685-1292 and say the code SEXYLIBERAL at checkout. 